This episode is sponsored by Uncommon Goods, an online shop dedicated to unique and high-quality gifts made by artists and independent businesses. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell, live from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Yeah. So we're, we're in an amphitheater of, of a huge amphitheater. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. We've got an amazing group of bammers here at our retreat, right, Sarah? We do. Peter Sagal has nothing over us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we're trying something a little different that at our retreat, instead of recording a Friday episode, we're doing AMR Answers, and we're going to be taking questions live. So this is totally, we're free-balling it, Dimity. <laughs> It's a lot for me. I have to say I had a glass of red wine before this just because um, there, you know, I, I'm a little bit better. Maybe I won't forget. Be, be so perimenopausal when it comes to answers because <laughs> usually I jot a couple notes down about what I want to say. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Yes. So we had a nice morning. We worked out together. We did work out together. We went to the Hilton Head uh, Rec Center, the only Island public Rec pool. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, Sarah, t- tell them how much we paid. So we went with we went with two of you here, um, who are also swimmers. We went with Laurel and Tiffany. Tiffany, and um, so there were four of us. Okay, so one and we'd w- been there before. We'd Tim been, and I had been there yep. Before. We went there last year with coaches Jen and Liz, and so we would expect to all pay the same, right? We're four, you know, able-bodied swimmers. But yeah, and so I noticed I was like, wait, why'd they charge me nine dollars and me nine dollars? Yeah, and Laurel and Tiffany twelve dollars. And I was like, oh, and my first thought was maybe they charge people who've been here before (laughs) returning rate, a returning rate. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, or do they like just be like, yes, senior discount, senior discount? (laughs) And I'm like, how did they know that? Forgetting that we had filled out a form last year, which included our birthdays. Yes. 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 And then someone, oh, the lifeguard. I, then I asked the lifeguard. Well, yeah, know. we were very, you were very troubled, Sarah. You were like, <laughs> How, why, why? I was, why? I was. Yeah. You know, the grow out's there, but not quite that much. And so, <laughs> so uh, yes. So I said, you know, why is the, why was it charged a different rate? And they said, oh, yeah, they have a senior discount. But they started at a very young age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because honestly, I'm 51. Yeah, and I don't uh, look a day past yeah. 51. So, <laughs> so I'm like, come on. Like, I, I don't feel like I quite, I think it's my very first ever senior discount. Oh, what about oh, you? So oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I probably milked it before. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we saved $3, but we got to swim in the exact same pool as Tiffany and Laurel. And yeah, it was yeah. very fun. Yes, and we got recognized by um, the race organizer here, otherwise known as my island crush. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and he so, was there swimming as well. And so I was like, Alfred, did you recognize my voice? He goes, no, I recognize your face. I'm like, I'm wearing a swim cap and goggles, and you think I look the same as I do? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and to be fair, Sarah, your goggles are like, they are like, they're kind of scuba masky. goggles. Yes, they are. They are their aquasphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, so he really, he might have a crush on you too. You know, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yes, we are going to be answering your all's questions live, free balling it. So come on up. Don't be shy. Come on up. Ask a question. We we did prep you. All right. Michelle is taking the first question. Let's go, Michelle. Has there ever been an AMR podcast that flopped? Oh. Hmm. 
I have to say that our download numbers, which is a metric for showing how many episodes, you know, how many people download an episode, they're fairly steady. Like sometimes we'll get a guest. It's like, oh my gosh, we have Shalane Flanagan on the podcast. Like we're going to break the internet. <laughs> and same, same number of downloads pretty much <laughs> as if it's, you know, three women talking about their sleep habits. Yeah. So, it, I mean, we truly value that loyalty and that devotion to our shows. And I'm, it just, I mean, maybe it speaks to that we always produce a quality product, but I don't, I don't know. It just, and that, I mean, pro runners do not rank really highly in, in terms of popularity for what we're talking about. We really kind of appeal more to uh, middle and back of the pack runners. So um, there's not that um, striving perhaps to be, you know, getting paid to stand on a podium. And that's care gouger. Mm-hmm. I will say, Michelle, though, that there are times like, especially when you have a conversation with someone, you're like, oh, that was really good. You know, like you just have like, you, you just dive with a guest and we often record with our cameras off just because that's better for sound quality. Um, and it's also easier to not have to like look someone in the eye and also ask them questions at the same time. So, I mean, as in read a piece of paper and look them in the eye, I can, I can look you in the eye and ask you a question at the same time. But it's funny because like Sarah said, the numbers are pretty steady. And so like sometimes I get off and I'm like, oh, that just didn't like, you know, like sometimes you have a workout and you're like, it just didn't hit. I did it, but it didn't hit. You know, and sometimes you get off and you're like, yes, I am so jacked. I'm ready to take on, you know, take on the world. Let's go. Let's go. And again, steady numbers, which speaks to you know, you guys listening, which we really appreciate. And also just, again, like just the solid foundation of the AMR audience. Well, I'm thinking, and we have Tish Hamilton, my occasional co-host here in the audience. And I think about when we talked with Martinez Evans of Slow AF Run Club. And oh my gosh, I mean, I am often after recording podcasts on a bit of a high. And after that one, I mean, I, I was barely touching the ground after that interview. Yeah. And then we just did our uh, podcast survey and so many people said that that was a favorite show of theirs. So, yeah. yeah. Good question. Thank you for kicking us off. Yeah. There you go. Our swimming Here buddies. Here comes our swimmers, our $12 swimming buddies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are going to do a little bit of rapid fire called This or That. So, And oh. you both have to answer. Oh. So you're going to give two choices, and you have to say your preference. Okay. Okay? So your first one is swimming or hiking? Swimming. I'm not rapid fire, am I? <laughs> Uh, I like them both. I would probably say, oh gosh, it's hard. Uh, summer swimming, hiking, fall. Fair enough. Chips or cookies? Wait, chips. So I thought you said trips, and I'm like, oh, I'd much rather travel than eat a cookie. Uh, uh, cookies. Yeah, definitely team cookies. Peanut butter or almond butter? Almond oh. butter. Oh, peanut butter. Almond butter is so like not. Uh, I love almond butter. Oh my gosh, particularly when you make it yourself. It's so expensive. I was on a I chaperoned a trip. <laughs> I, sh- I chaperoned a trip to the. I mean, it was to the woods. It was for like a three night uh, to this you know backcountry camp thing with my kids. And a mom, a different mom, had brought along almond butter, like from I don't know Whole Foods or something, where they put the almonds in. And, well, I didn't realize how much it cost. So I, so she was like, oh, you want some? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, can I put in an extra vote for like Skippy? Like I kind of like, <laughs> I, I, lo- I, only, I only buy like Skippy when I have to, well, not I only, but I typically buy Skippy when we make the peanut butter kiss cookies, you know, and I, you got to have the, the, the kind of fake peanut butter. And I realize it's not fake, but you know what I'm saying? 
You can't have I, one of my worst. Oh, one of my worst kitchen tasks. I have two kitchen tasks that I hate, hate, hate doing. The first is pounding chicken breasts. Hate that. Gross, gross, gross. Second one is stirring natural peanut butter because, like, how it all like all the oil gets all around everything. Oh, I hate it. All right, we're not rapid fire anymore. Sorry. Now I've really derailed you. Sorry. Um, beaches or mountains? Beaches. Even though I live in Colorado, I love the beach. Oh, ponds and lakes. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable substitute. All right, this is a good one. Skinny dip in the ocean in November or sauna session in a sweatshirt and sweatpants? Oh, definitely the skinny dipping. In, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. After this podcast recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I wear a swimsuit says the Midwesterner? <laughs> it's dark. It's dark right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would probably go for the ocean as well. Yeah. Last but not least, do you untie your shoes and take them off or do you kick them off? Untie and loosen. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And this, this, this is, again, uh, very much extensive. There's my glass of wine. Uh, Very much accentuates the difference between Sarah and me. I am definitely a kicker. I'm a kicker. You too, Tiffany? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Laurel? What are you? Untie and loosen. (laughs) Not not for nothing. Tiffany and I shared a lane this morning, and Laurel and Sarah shared a lane this morning. All right, that's all. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Good questions. I am going to stay on the topic of swimming because mm-hmm. I love it just as mm-hmm. much as you right guys on. love it these mm-hmm. days. So two questions about swimming. One is around use of a swimmer snorkel because I use it. I'm loving it. It really extends my exercising to yeah. use it versus trying to do it without it. Um, but I'm wondering because I'm planning a sprint triathlon next year, what is like balancing using a snorkel versus not. So that's question number one. And then question number two, I hate to admit it, but I do not do any kind of cool down or any kind of warm, whatever you call it, stretching when I'm done with swimming, because it feels very different than running and being done. So I'm just kind of curious when you're done with your swim, what do you do to cool down or relax or... Can I just say it, it had never occurred to me to do a cool down after swimming other than cooling it's... down in the pool, doing slower swimming. So you just slow down your swimming mm-hmm. for a couple hundred, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, but I often yeah. at the end of a session, I will. So we'll take question number two first. Yeah. I stretch for sure because I like it because it feels so good. And in the pool, it makes it easier. Yeah. Right. So I will put my hands on the edge of the pool, put my feet up on the wall and really pull back, and that kind of gives your spine a lot of space. Yeah. Um, I learned that one from my Pilates instructor. I still do that. I love that. I will stretch my calves. I'll stretch my quads. Again, just standing there, not, you know, it's not like anything very special. Sometimes um, one of the things that um, Christy Diller, who is the physical therapist in Many Happy Miles, she talks a lot about walking backwards and how good it is for you after a run. And so sometimes my cool down in our pool at the rec center, which is um, shallow all the way across, it's not a deep, it doesn't have a deep end. I will walk backwards and like stretch my arms, like pull them across my chest, you know, do my triceps behind my chest. I mean, I look kind of ridiculous, like walking backwards and stretching, but um, I like that because it gives you a finite amount of time. 
I thought uh, you were going to say you did backstroke because it would be the like. Oh, it is. A, yeah, this is a difference of. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I cool down. But, you know, you, your body will tell you what it needs. If your arms aren't, you know, if you feel good after you swim, I mean, I just it's not like the stretching session is very long. It's probably less than two minutes total. Minutes, yeah. Right? Yeah. OK. OK. And how about for the snorkel? snorkel? So that's so funny that you asked that, Nancy, because I use a snorkel. Um, often. And I did because I started when I was training for the aqua bike national championships. When I was swimming, my right, the right side of my neck and my right shoulder got super sore from breathing. And I mean, like to the point where like I couldn't back the car out of the driveway because I couldn't turn my head, Mm. you know? So, um, so the snorkel, what it is, if you've never tried it, it's different than a scuba snorkel. Um, it fits on your face a little bit differently. And the, the, um, the pipe goes straight up and you kind of look like a, what are the, were they called snorkels? They're not called smurfs, but you know what I'm talking about? Snorks. Snorks, yeah, the snorks. You look like a snork. Um, so it goes straight up, and it allows you, basically, um, to swim without turning your head, obviously, um, and you can just swim a whole lap without having to turn your head to breathe. And it, first of all, it regulates your breathing, makes breathing a yeah. lot easier. Is that why you sure. use it, Nancy? Well, and it just extends. Like, I feel like I have such an, an amazing cardio workout. I can get in that pool and swim for 45 minutes or an hour yeah. And feel tired, but not like I would have if I was trying to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great. The only thing that I would do um, is I, I mean, especially with the eye towards your sprint triathlon, yeah. they may allow snorkels. Like there are oh. some races that um, depending upon if they're USA um, T certified or not, they may allow them. So you might want to look into that. That said, you're still going to have to sight during a triathlon. You're right. going to have to figure out where you're going. And, uh, you know, they don't have the line in a triathlon, unfortunately, on the, that you have at the bottom of the pool. So I would probably slowly not wean yourself off of it, but make sure you do some you sets without Some balance it. with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, so you said it's 750 meters. Is that what you said the sprint was? Or? I think it is. It's yeah. been, I did one a couple of years ago, but it's been, Yeah. I don't remember. It's a third of a mile, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. So I would just, you know, build yourself up, like, you know, take maybe – spend some time doing some 50s without it and then maybe do some 100s without it and then 200 and then 300 and definitely build up to a 750 without your snorkel and also sighting, right? And so sighting, you know, you're going to want to take like three or four strokes and then I think it's really hard to do, but you just want to have like crocodile eyes out of the water. Mm, I tend to lift my whole neck out like, hi, I'm here. (laughs) I'm just looking around. So you want to do that and the other thing you can do to sight, which I sometimes do, is just do a couple breast strokes. Got it. Yeah. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, folks. Don't be shy. Okay. Yeah, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts. So primarily I'm interested in endurance sports, running, triathlon, but I also have this other side of me that really enjoys social sports like sand volleyball with people from work. I played tennis growing up and dabble. I dabble in pickleball. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, what is the balance? Because my office also does corporate challenge in the spring. And I love Mm. to participate and do all that social stuff. But I do have trouble like, you know, my arms going to be really sore from doing racket sports and volleyball. But I want to do it. But I don't want to compromise my training. Do you have any thoughts on how to keep like the fun once in a while stuff, but also still not let it interfere with endurance training. We get that question a lot. I'm thinking about Stacy Johnson, one of our Bammer Basters who trains for a half Ironman and was like, but I love pickleball and she plays with her husband and he didn't want 
like her longer workouts to be, you know, impinging on her ability to be aggressive on the court. And I mean, you know, I think you have to really decide for me, I had to decide which I wanted more. And, you know, in 2021, when, uh, I, before my back injury, I thought I was going to be able to train for and run Missoula marathon, which I had been really aiming for in 2020 that got shut down because of the pandemic. And before it got shut down again for 2021, I decided, no, I like pickleball too much. I don't want to have to commit to those big 20 mile weekends. And so, you know, I, I, you know, it's oftentimes, uh, tossed around as, you know, there's a season for everything. And for me, my season right now is really enjoying pickleball and the socialness and mixing in the, the running. And so just kind of, um, you know, maybe, uh, in the spring, you do some sports and some sp- social sports because the weather's nicer and keep your runs shorter, maybe do some 10Ks. And then in the fall, you like, okay, summer and fall, you know, like, okay, now I'm going to focus more on running or triathlon. That's that's what I think, Timothy. Yeah, I mean, I would. I think that's a good idea. I know that you, I was, t- I was sitting with Tiffany at dinner, um, in addition to sharing Elaine with her this morning, and um, they're going to do a 70.3. Uh, you guys have something like that, another one. Um, she did one in Boulder this year in June. Um, and uh, so I know that they, that takes up a huge chunk of time. And so um, on the days where, you know, maybe you want to play tennis or maybe you have the corporate challenge or you have a, a beach volleyball evening thing, I mean, I definitely feel like it's okay to shorten the workout, you know, that you have in the morning. I'm assuming you can do it in the morning, you know, and kind of get the spirit of the workout in and still leave some energy and, uh, you know, uh, excitement for the afternoon thing. Um, so, yeah, I... I totally hear you. And I think if you just take that other stuff with like a grain of salt and just be like, I just want to just show up and play and not, not, not put your, um, your ego. And I'm not saying you have a big ego, but your ego and your performance, you know, how that looks, make that important to you with the fun games, you know, and just be like, Oh, but I actually swam 3000 meters this morning. So no wonder I can't give it to my back end, you know, like it's okay. You know? And, and also I find that nutrition becomes so much more important in that and that so that I play in a women's pickleball league every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m., which is typically when I eat dinner. But Wednesday mornings, I like to run. And so then I really uh, place a lot more emphasis on what I eat for lunch. And then I have sort of a smaller lunch, smaller dinner, even before I go off to pickleball and really pay attention to that. And I am convinced that's one of the reasons I do better in the evening than some other. There's people who are better players than I am in the league. But I'm convinced I win as much as I do because of my nutrition. What's what's your power snack secret, Sarah? Oh, um, I really like trail butter. Um, so <laughs> it's a big scoop of almond yeah. butter, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no leftovers. I really like leftovers for around. Oh, and um, some Trader Joe's cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All a right. bowl of it. Before got, I it. Got, yeah, it. got it. Trader got it. Trader Joe's cornflakes. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. With milk. Uh huh. No. (laughs) All right. My question is very basic. So I ended up the summer with um, some shin splints. Mm. And after a while, I I realized it was because I had gone into the shoe store, my, you know, fabulous running shoe store that I always frequent, um, got a new like 
baby kid, you know, helping me with the shoes. Um, <laughs> Probably but, like, what, six, seven years old? <laughs> oh, my God. He was, I could have been his mom. But um, yeah. so, but I had gone in thinking, you know what, I think I want to change my shoes up. And he was convinced me, oh, yeah, these are fabulous. And, and, and they were, like, they felt fantastic. And what I really liked about them was that they were super cushy on the bottom. I ended up with these horrible shin splints, which after doing some, you know, Dr. Google research, realized shin splints are often caused by super cushy shoes. Um, so I ended up with the shin splints and I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah. Because then I had to go to physical therapy, which is also sad. And I hated physical therapy. I mean, everyone probably does. Mm-mm. So my question was, number one, like when I'm shopping for shoes... What should what should I be thinking of? What should I be trying to accomplish? Because they did feel good, but they ended up not being right. Number mm-hmm. one. So what what should what should I be trying to feel? And then number two, the physical therapy exercises. How can I get excited about? <laughs> how can I get excited about doing them? Because I know there are some people out there who like wake up thirty minutes before pickleball oh, just ah. to do to their physical therapy exercises. Do, 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 do. Sarah Bonche. Um, Sarah Bonche. And they seem excited about it. So how do you get into that mindset? That's my question. Good questions. Good questions. Well, Sarah, you used to be the gear editor. Uh, or you, you've tested a ton yeah, of shoes. Yes, so. I was the athletic footwear editor at Shape Magazine for two decades, maybe. I mean, I think it's knowing what foot type is, what you, you know, whether you have need a little support, whether you're looking for cushioning. I mean, I think you shouldn't make too big of a change when you shift shoes and, you know, sort of if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. And so that, you know, just don't make too big of a change. And if you do, maybe only use them sporadically. You know, don't suddenly be like, oh, I used to wear motion control shoes and now I've gone to a totally cushioned shoe and I'm going to wear it five days a week. And I just remember, so when I was testing shoes for shape, I got a pair from a large, well-known brand in Oregon, and <laughs> and I was so excited for them because they were kind of the cool new thing. This is a number of years ago, and I went out and ran eight miles in them, and my knee was so sore when I got back that I could barely get into my car to go to the supermarket afterwards, and I was like, oh my gosh, my running career's over. Like, that's it. I will never run again. And then I was like, huh, maybe I shouldn't have run that long in those shoes. And so, you know, I switched back to my regular shoes, which had some stability. I was fine. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to say, and Emily, now you're not next to the microphone, but did you need to change your style of shoes? I don't think I necessarily needed to, but I thought, you know, I've been wearing these for a long time. I, I don't really love, maybe, maybe they could be better. And yeah, so. yeah, but my thing is, if it's not broken, like, mm-hmm. don't fix it. Like, even if you don't, like, if even if it's maybe you don't like what they look like or you don't maybe, like, if you think they're going to get better, like, they may, but they're not hurting you, mm-hmm. I would say. Just stay. Just stay. Keep with what works, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they change the styles of shoes, and that's frustrating, you know? Like, all of a sudden, the brand-new Topo 3, you know, Vaporfly 3 or whatever, isn't like the Vaporfly 2 or whatever it happens to be. And I don't know if Vaporfly is the name of their style. It's fine. It's an example. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an a hypothetical uh, yeah. example. But I would say not not to change. I mean, it is very tempting, especially as our joints get older, to think, like, I need cush, I need cush. But, in fact, having some contact with the road, with the trail, and not letting your body react the way that it's supposed to, 
on a run, you know, because the, the thing about the, the hyper cushioning shoes, and I'm not a shoe expert, but is it, it takes away a lot of that tactile feel and the way that your body would normally respond because it's like, oh, I'm running on a marshmallow instead of running, you know, kind of using my foot the way that's supposed to. So mm-hmm. personally, I, I like the idea of Sarah saying, you know, one to two days, use it, or maybe use it for walks, maybe use it for recovery runs, but not as like, I'm in for all my runs every day. And as for PT, a couple things. I mean, maybe find a different PT because I, you saying no one likes PT. I love my physical therapist. I love going to physical therapy. I mean, if I, if money was no object, I would, and she was closer to my house, I would see her as often as she could fit me in. And that I just had such, I was coming back from such a debilitating injury that, so that it is my lifeline. And like, this morning I woke up, I thought, gosh, I've been feeling so good lately. Maybe I don't need to do it. And I thought, no, because it is like thinking about going back to a very dark, scary place and being here at Hilton Head, where was really the start of my injury. It was at the very beginning of my um, bulging discs. And so it reminds me of what pain and that I didn't get to go to the beach last time we were here because that was too far of a walk. And our hotel, as you know, is on the beach. Yeah, I didn't touch the sand while I was here you know, didn't, didn't get anywhere close to the ocean because I couldn't walk that distance. And so it was the fear of God basically in me that made, made me do that. But I keep doing it. I mean, I do listen to podcasts while I do PT. Um, I have enough exercises so that I can, it's like a grab bag. And so I'll maybe whatever ones I can remember that day, those are the ones I'll do. And then maybe the next day I'll remember some different ones. And I don't know, they just make me feel so good that that's the payoff for them. And I also am a very stringent rule follower. So Amy tells me to do them, so I do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would say, like I said, we did, we did a foam rolling session here with me today, and the rest of you get to do it tomorrow. But I put on Love is Blind or some trashy show that I only allow myself to watch when I'm doing them, right? I mean, a PT exercise is a little different because maybe you can't be watching, you know, exactly, but you can kind of follow along with the dialogue and kind of get a <laughs> sense of you know what's going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, I am definitely not as stringent as Sarah for sure. And I fall off pretty easily, but, um, it is that idea that like, I want to stay better. So, you know, even making it just, I like a checklist when I, I like a checklist of like five minutes of PT or maybe just make it very, very doable. And how many days a week can I do it? You know, and just make it super, super easy, like very achievable. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a quick break to hear from the sponsors that let us bring in this free content. Please support them like they support us. And we'll be back with more live questions (laughs) and answers after this quick break. Make your holiday shopping so much more fruitful and fun by going to Uncommon Goods, an online shop dedicated to unique and high quality gifts made by artists and small independent businesses. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your best running friend or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I guarantee you'll hear squeals of, where'd you get this? I love it. Whenever a loved one opens a gift, you give them from Uncommon Goods. My best friend from high school introduced me to Uncommon Goods years ago, and I've been a massive fan ever since. With art, jewelry, kitchen utensils, barware, garden, decor, and more, so much more, Uncommon Goods is the most fabulous gift store right at your fingertips. 
I especially love the numerous ways you can search the site for the perfect gift, including by occasion, like holiday or birthday, by recipient, such as grandma, teen, or girlfriend, or by interests, like foodie, outdoor lovers, and wellness, and more. Such a well-curated experience. I treated myself to the cutest, most comfy pajamas. The fabric is patterned with darling chickadees sitting on tree branches. And I also got the most clever, pretty jewelry organizer from Uncommon Goods. No more misplaced earrings or tangled necklaces. Start shopping Uncommon Goods. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com AMR. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. That's 15% off at uncommongoods.com AMR. U-N-C-O-M-M-O-N. G-O-O-D-S dot com slash AMR for 15% off. Yes. Hi. I have two questions. Okay. First one is, how do you possibly train for something insane as an Ironman? Huh? Oh, okay. okay. What's the second one? Second one is, I would love one day to meet the fastest guy, Usain Bolt. Mm. Is that possible? <laughs> we don't have any Usain Bolt connection. I was going to say, let me get a cell phone number out of my, uh, for you there, Anita. Um, yeah. That would be fun. It would be fun to meet him. You know, sometimes they have a, a thing called the run show, which is that. Um, yeah. 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 In uh, Boston. In Boston. In January 27th and 28th next year. Um, uh, do, do you think somebody like Usain Bolt? I mean, he may, you know, going to expos, um, but the run show is like basically like an expo without a race. That's the, mm-hmm. what the model that they're trying to bring to the U.S. It's very successful in the U.K. So going to expos like that, it's possible. It's possible. Keep an eye. You know, also I bet maybe like UsainBolt.com. I don't know that that's, that he owns that URL. I would, I would hope he would. I mean, sign up for his <laughs> newsletter. I mean, he probably does appearances or if he has a book coming out or something like that. I mean, yeah, people have to shill their stuff. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. He's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dimity, the Ironman triathlete can address the other question. I mean, training for an Ironman is just like training for anything else. Honestly, uh, we were talking about running a marathon. Like anybody can do it. Anyone can do an Ironman. You just have to have the will to do it. And to show up day after day, and you have to have time to train. I mean, so you have to be able to swim. I think knowing how to swim is helpful to train for an Ironman without knowing how to swim. It's definitely possible, but it puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage in that you have to learn new skills and get good at it and increase your cardiovascular endurance with it quickly, um, and then ride a bike, and then um, run. And it takes about, I would say, 9 to 12 months to train you need to give yourself that long, depending upon where you are with those skills. Uh, but it's really just having the time and showing up day after day. Because the thing about endurance events like that is that it's not it's not fast. Um, it is just like literally going mile after mile after mile. And so it's just building up that cardiovascular base. And it's a lot of time on the bike. It's a lot of time. I mean, I think the bike is where you're going to build the most endurance a significant amount of time in the pool and the running is less than you think it's going to be, but it's still, I mean, you still have to build up to a marathon length distance, but you only run two or three days a week. It's not like you're, it's not like training for a marathon where you're running five or six days a week. So yeah. Pretty intense. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Mm-hmm. You're going to hold. Cool. All right. <laughs> so I want to start by thanking Dimity for her really wonderful uh, series on I guess, the end of a running career. That was really wonderful. And I know, Sarah, you just went through a major 
odyssey of an injury. Mm-hmm. I've not been able to run since Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm on a hamster wheel kind of of trying to figure out what's going on and trying to find a solution. And I don't know, purchasing the, the back to running program, thinking I'm at, back at it and realizing yeah. things mm-hmm. aren't fixed. Yeah. And how do you know? When do you know when to keep going and keep trying to find the answer? Or when to just say, I might need to turn my heart towards other things? Because I'm getting to 11 months. It's a long time. And yeah. it keeps two steps back. So it is, it is one of the hardest things, I will say. And it's hard because um, it is something that, as we all know here, just like bonds us. Brings us so much joy, brings us endorphins, brings us connection, brings us a sense of self-confidence and power on a nearly daily basis. And to not have it accessible is very, very hard, especially when it's been a part of your life for so long. So I'm sorry that you're going through that, Courtney. It's really, really hard. Um, I would say the way that I would weigh whether or not you're ready to hang up your running shoes or not is how much more are you willing to fight? You know, I mean, really, like we just talked about physical therapy. It is a lot of being very diligent about knowing what your body needs and doing it on a daily basis and also kind of accepting that, okay, maybe my body will allow me to go to one mile today or two miles or maybe I'll run, walk a mile and a half. Is that good enough or is that like just, you know, scratching an already open wound? Like, what does that feel like to you? You know, like, do you have it in you to come back again? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about this today because being back here um, on Hilton Head has caused me a lot of reflection. And I was thinking about Rancho La Puerta, where we were just uh, um, right around this time a year ago, and that I tried to come back for that because we were leading a running clinic there. And I just now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so too soon to come back. And that, that then I also found two different practitioners I happen to have a very, very different, very bad back situation, very acute when I was at a trade show in Austin, Texas. And it happened that my friend that I was staying with for two nights was getting a house call already by her chiropractor. And he was this really kind of revolutionary chiropractor. And so I was at her house for three days and pretty much what we did in Austin, Texas, a great fun place to visit was see her chiropractor. And he just worked true miracles on me and that then started seeing a different uh physical therapist and just for me it's taking the long view because when you're in it you think you're never going to get out of it and it's uh, i it's a little bit like when i had my twins that it's it didn't seem scary or overwhelming while i was you know while i was exclusively breastfeeding the two of them and all that stuff. But now I say it was like looking back and realizing that the woods were incredibly dark and scary, but I was in them. So I couldn't see how incredibly dark and scary they were. And so I think I tried too too early to make comebacks and to really then finally, when I said, no, I need to keep my finger pressed on the pause button. And finally, I just felt like there was something that had shifted in me and it was time. And keeping the long game in mind and knowing that, I, I mean, I just really wanted to come back and I just am eternal optimist. So I, I thought I could come back and just kind of wait, really hearing what the little voice is inside. And, you know, I mean, here I am running a, 
a quarter marathon on Sunday and and I'm kind of optimistic about it. So I think really searching out great practitioners is important and not pushing too hard to make a comeback too soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with things, Courtney. Pepper. Pepper. All right. Dimity, I really enjoyed the foam rolling session. Okay. So I have a couple follow-up questions about foam rolling. Yeah. Uh, First of all, do you have thoughts on the hard, especially hard, rigid, textured foam rollers versus the softer ones? Sure. And then also, is it okay to maybe emphasize quads one day, hamstrings another day, calves another day, or just hit a little bit of everything every day with the foam roller? Yeah. Um, good questions. Uh, so back in the day, I think we were like really hard, right? Like the, the trigger point X was black and it was like, oh, it's got to be the hardest thing. Yeah. Oh, is that what you have? Okay. And I don't use it. <laughs> oh, because it's, it hurts too much, right? Right. right. Okay. Then don't, then it's time to get something softer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the, um, the regular trigger point one, which is orange, um, they also have different colors on the outside, but it's not the X. I think that's a perfect one, and that's the one that I use these t- these days, too. I have an X as well. But thinking has shifted from really, really hard and intense to enough is enough. Like, it's good enough, right? It doesn't have to hurt that much. Um, so that, that said, it should not just be like a big uh, pool noodle, you know, yeah. that, just that kind of foamy, <laughs> yeah. you know, you shouldn't be able to squish it in with your hands. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You do want some density there, for sure. And so, I mean, I know, like, they sell them at TJ Maxx and you know, a bunch of those different budget stores and you definitely don't have to get a trigger point one, but yeah, you don't want to be able to like leave your finger indents Mm -hmm, in it mm -hmm. when you pick it up. And then the other question about pieces of your body or your whole body, I definitely think it's okay to hit a certain part, especially, but as long as you go rhythmic about it, I guess, or, you know, um, strategic, strategic, strategic about it or rhythmic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. drums. (laughs) So a lot of times I'll do my front like one day in my back the next day. So I'll do my quads, my shins, um, like my hip flexors. And then the next day I'll do my glutes, my hamstrings and my calves. And just that's a, a, one way to like split it up that I know that I won't miss anything on my lower body. But even like I said, you know, uh, there's a lot of research now and some recommendations that say like do it before you go running. And if you can just like hit, if you know that your knees are really hurting, hit your quads, hit your hamstrings. If you know that like you're, Ankles need some release, like hit your hit your quads and your shins. I mean, your um, calves and your shins. But I, you can't go wrong. Whatever you do, you can't go wrong as long as you do it. <laughs> All right. And what you said just made me think of another question. If the foam rolling is so good before you're running, is it in addition to a dynamic warm-up or in place of? Um, I mean, we have nothing but time, right? So exactly. it's both. Yeah. Um, it's, we're warming up for 20, 25 minutes. No. I, um, I think, I think you can foam roll and I think you can go walk for five minutes and then start running. Or I think you can go foam roll, do a dynamic warm up for a little bit and then run slowly. I mean, I know your warm up doesn't need to take more than, I mean, 10 minutes max. And I feel like five to seven on a weekday, you know? I mean, yeah, my dynamic warm up is three minutes, four minutes. Yeah. Yeah, And it's prescribed by my PCA. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Is go. it okay to ask another question? Sure. All right, Pepper. Yeah, bring I keep it thinking on. of things when you guys talk. Yeah. But all right. So, talking about dynamic warm up. Sometimes when I'm walking my dog, I'll do things like walking lunges and you know all mm. sorts of. The, I'll do the yeah. toes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but then I come home and I put the dog up and I 
do all that. And it might be 10, 15, 20 minutes before I go out on the run. Is it okay to separate that much time between the warm up and the run? How does your body feel? Do you feel like you've cooled down? Because I know that when I know you all don't want to hear me talk about it all the time, but when I play pickleball, <laughs> people, you know, if we finish, if, if one court finishes up and the next court doesn't finish up in time, I always want to stay out and play because I feel like I get quote unquote cooled down, mm-hmm. um, within two, three, four minutes. Oh. And I'm not a good judge of that because I used to just go out and run. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I need to start. Mm. I, I, think, I think you're, I mean, you obviously got some blood flowing still. I would just start that your run with like a two or three minute walk and just ease into it. Uh-huh. And I'd also have to say, be careful walking your dog and doing that. Like you want to make sure that you don't get pulled over and, and, you know, she's 15 years old. Oh yeah. I know. But, but like, she's this big. I know, but I think about Augie and Augie weighs less than 30 pounds. And there's been times that he will lunge at a dog mm-hmm. and I can feel my back going with him. And I don't know, just you hear about the injuries people have not paying attention when they're walking their dog. And okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so Good to know. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have time for maybe two more questions. Anyone? Bueller. Thank you for the many happy miles program. Oh, I, you're welcome. Jen. I'm not a racer. Yeah. So this has really like changed my life. Um, how do you come up with the themes each month? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, a lot of it is just creativity or thinking about what um, what's going on that month. I mean, sometimes I do like, you know, April is the month of, you know, and like right. do a Google search. But a lot of it is um, just kind of the rhythms of the year, right? Obviously, September is always a fresh start. January is always a fresh start. February, you got to have something with love in it. You know, uh, May is my birthday month, so that's always fun. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's a team effort for sure. I have Sarah Wassner Flynn helps me with the workouts sometimes, and uh, she's also a creative editorial type. So she, like, she came up with the spicy circuit in October, uh-huh. yeah. which was really, really good. And then Brandy Dockett also helps with strength training, and so sometimes she'll come up with something and we'll just riff on it. But thank you, thank you for noticing. And yeah, and I got to give props to um, huge props actually because you know what I turn in every month. It's just a word doc. It does not look pretty at all. And then I sent it off to Megan Duncan, who lives in Utah. I came to our Utah retreat uh, back in the day, and she makes it. She puts special sauce on it, and just every every time I get it back, I'm just like, oh, Megan, this is, looks so, so good. Pretty. It makes me want to work out. <laughs> so Thank you. thanks for asking. Okay, let's get two more questions here. Yeah, Karen, Karen, then you, you can, can finish things up. I had a question about strength. So I got back into running about a year and a half ago after a major surgery and have not done any strength, very little strength work since before my surgery. Don't tell Christy Um, Scott that. uh, (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow, Christy. Um, And so I'm just trying to figure out, I want to run a little faster. I want to get back into strength. And I don't even know where to start. Do I go to bar? Do I do heavy weights? Like what's the best kind of get back into it when I know like – Running gets me excited and strength doesn't. Yeah, yeah. What 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 does get you excited about strength? Like if you had to say like my favorite strength workout is fill in the blank. I used to do a couple of years ago hit classes uh-huh. and I felt really good and really. Those, those aren't really I felt, strength. I felt like I was seeing hit classes with, with weights. Right? Oh, with and weights. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I felt like I was, it was like a boot camp class. Okay. And I felt like I was seeing a change in my body after that. So when I think about like. Not, not, nothing with strength gets me super excited, but I think seeing change makes, gets me excited. 
Do would you go back to a hit class like that? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, therapy that, session here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's the answer. I don't know. That's, I mean, honestly, like, what gets you excited about it? I realize yeah. it's not as exciting. There it's, isn't the endorphin rush. Right. Hit class has a little bit of an endorphin rush yeah. to it, which probably is why you like it and also the change of the body. So I would say do that. Try to do that twice a week instead of doing a run. Okay. Um, and keep your other runs kind of easy because that's pretty, that's pretty hard um, mm-hmm. cardio and hard on your body. I would start there. The other things that you can do, like we were just talking about before a run, like literally, like if you could do 10 minutes of, you know, squats, push-ups, um, deadlifts, you know, and some shoulder presses or something like that. Just very simple exercises. Do you have dumbbells at home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like I can write you out a little circuit okay. to try, okay. but literally like... Before the run. Do it before it, the run. My strategy with that is do it before you do it. It's like, you know, eat your carrots before you have your dessert. You know, so that, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to have your vegetables before dessert. So that way, because if you go run and you come home and, you know, all of a sudden you're, you need to get in the shower because of something happened or whatever, mm-hmm. you have it done. It's mm-hmm. done. Okay. So, yeah, I'll give you a little, I'll just give Wonderful. you a super simple, but literally like keep it like we were just saying earlier, like five, 10 minutes, but try to go to your hit class and see okay. how that, that, that gets sparked something. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, I really enjoyed some of the new things that you did um, this year, the Better Together and the Many Nutritious Miles. And I just wondered if you wanted to just tease us with a little bit of some maybe new things that you're thinking about for next year. New things for next year? Um, so a couple things. Thank you, Karen, for asking. Um, we are going to do a um, 20-mile hike in Delaware Valley in Maryland. It's a race company called Mammoth March. Um, and so their whole thing is hiking, right? And it looks very much like our demographic. It looks really fun. I'm going to go do one in Arizona mm. with some bammers in February to try it, make sure it's legit. But even if it's not, we're still going in June because I have to have you sign up before that. So that's in the middle of June. That's kind of our our new program to try to see. I want to I want to honor people like Courtney and other people that might not be able to run but still want to have a big goal out there. Yeah, exactly. Courtney's like, there you go. That's what you could trade for. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then the Better Together program did really well, like super fun. Uh, we have a couple people here that did it. Um, we're going to do something like that. I believe Sarah and I still need to connect on it a little bit more to hammer out the details, but I think we're going to do it in, at the Richmond Marathon in the middle of November next year. And it will have Better Together theme to it. We're not going to, in Better Together, we, we paired a protege with a mentor and, um, you know, tried to really like connect those dots super closely. Um, and it worked out, you know, well for a lot of people. And then, um, it was also hard. Um, we want to just not make it quite so narrow. So what we'll have is we'll probably just have a big group going to the Richmond marathon. And then there's also a half marathon option there. And once you come into the group, you know, we will also have opportunities for you to maybe join with maybe other first time half marathoners or half marathoners who want to, go under two hours or um, if you want an accountability buddy or whatever. And we'll try to kind of group people together that way as well. So you're not coming in feeling like, uh, you know, you'll know people coming in because that's really what the special sauce was for Better Together is that you kind of had your people already kind of pegged. So thank you for asking, Karen. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, our podcast today was produced by Barry Medore of Fire on the Bluff in St. Paul, Minnesota. And, um, oh, if you have a question so that we'll not be taking them live, uh, next time, please call in. 
Yeah, please call in. Uh, the number is 470-BADASS-1. I don't know those digits off the top it's of my head. It's 470. Yeah, something. I don't know. Something. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> and the number's always in our show notes. And when you call, please leave your first name, where you're calling from, and try to keep your message to a minute or less. And uh, yeah, Dimity, what else are we here? Uh, uh, keep those questions coming. Yeah. <laughs> so we are here with what? What are we here with? Sarah? Yeah, some sand. Some uh, sand, some red wine, yeah. maybe a little PT. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you all for being here. Yeah.